everybody, and welcome to Golf vs. Golf, the hybrid podcast where we discuss, debate, analyze everything in the world of golf and disc golf. I'm your co-host, Charlie Tinsley, and join with me in studio, Anthony Villani. The one and only. How you been, Anthony? I'm good. Just got done playing a softball game. I did. I and did. I heard you made the, the winning catch, I guess. Well, we was winning by four, but I did make the last out, yeah. You made the last – did you have to – was it like a running dive? No, or? I didn't dive, but I, I tracked it down pretty good, to be like, honest with you. Like a Andrew Jones used to do? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you've only lost one game. We have. Nice. Well, glad that's going well. Hope all the, everybody listening is having a good week. Hope you are enjoying this fall weather. If you are here in the North Carolina area, I'm going to be honest. Every time of this year when it gets a little cool, when you need a little jacket – I tell myself this is my favorite time of year. I love it. I do too. And everything is pumpkin flavor. I don't love that. Me neither. But Jordan's got that new, uh, which is my wife, that new Chick-fil-A milkshake that the tastes autumn, autumn spice. And I didn't think it was great. I didn't like it either. Now, now I can normally put up with sentiment. B. Willie shaking his head. Did you like it, B. Willie? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, autumn, I, like, I mean, it's pumpkin spice, but they're using the word autumn. Yeah, I like some pumpkin stuff, but that milkshake wasn't my favorite ever. I like pumpkin pie with a little cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of mu- much anything pu- pumpkin. I guess you don't like pumpkin pie. Not really. What if so? If you put in front of me pumpkin, apple, sweet potato, or sweet yeah, I'm taking both of those over. How a pumpkin. about Donald Hensley's peanut butter? Pie? Peanut butter. Shout out Donald Hensley. Unbelievable peanut butter pie. It is amazing. Send us one. Bryce. Bri- if you, does Bryce listen? I need to text Bryce. Text Bryce. Tell him. We'll give away a Donald Hensley peanut butter pie. No, we won't. I'll eat it <laughs> before true. we give it away. Well, he needs to make two. It's been probably 10 years, and I still dream about it at night. Anyway. I don't really dream about that's it. That's enough about pie. We're not here to talk about pie. We're here to we talk We could about, talk about pie. We could. But we're here to talk about golf and disc golf so the question is for you anthony have you played any golf i know you have i did and it wasn't just an ordinary round you played in a tournament it was our member guest member guest at silver creek so how'd you do we finished third place in our flight i think in the championship flight third or fourth i don't remember you played in the championship flight yeah Ooh, third in the championship flight did you who'd you play with my partner was brandon godfrey i don't know him but did Aaron play? Aaron did play. He was in the first flight, which is below the championship. Just so you know. They went into the lead. Though they didn't go into the lead. There was only one back going in the last day, and they pretty much laid an egg. Laid a big old goose egg. It happens. But, you know, the people they played were good. So, what I do you d- do? I did not get to play any golf. However, I did watch some disc golf. Watched the USDGC, which we will talk about here lately, but it was a great tournament. And none of our picks won. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Let me just say, member guests at Silver Creek, not only because I run it, but, dude, it's the best tournament in the world. You it's like the it? best tournament you'll ever play. Yes. What what makes it special? Well, it's just, for one, it's, you got nine-hole matches, okay? So it's pre-flighted by handicap. And then everybody in your flight, you play one time. So you play everybody. So me and my partner is a team, obviously. Right. And every other team in the flight is made up of two two players. And you play them two best ball using handicap for nine holes. So you play everybody in your flight once, so it's five matches, nine holes. 
and then the winner of the flight goes to the shootout is what we call it and then using handicap all the flight winners we had eight flights so we had 96 players six teams of flight um so you go to the 16th hole of the shootout all the flight winners using handicap and you alternate shot with you and your partner to determine who goes to the next hole you cut four out go to 17 when you get to 18 you only have two play, two teams left and they that determines the technical winner of the member guest but dude it's a great tournament so the layout the format all that all of good. it's great and you get to do a world class golf course in silver creek which i went to so we didn't even talk about this but i didn't play disc golf but i did getting ready for the golf trip took a trip up to silver creek and I took my boys with me. Anthony had his little boy and his girl, and we hit some hit some balls on the range. And um, I liked how my irons felt. Like your I, irons were good. My irons was good. My drive is non-existent. Like I don't know where it's going. And I'm paired up with Aaron the first round of the golf trip. And I told him, I'm like, I'll probably just hit iron off the tee because I am I have nothing. I have nothing I can. I the drivers offer. you hit wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, but I just feel like if I don't have control, it's just a mental thing, and I can't, I can't get it. But anyway, maybe they'll let you throw your disc driver. <laughs> I would probably do better. I'm not even kidding. But anyway, let's talk about the golf versus golf discussion topic for today. It is a, it is a fun one, and it has to do since we went to the range, we started thinking about this. It is practice, practicing your craft, whether it is golf, whether it's disc golf. What do you do? What's some things that are done, maybe not by you, but just as the general public in your sport? So what are some things that obviously I know the driving range, you know, that's something you do in golf. What are some other things that people use to practice with in golf, Anthony? Uh, we got a chipping green and a putting green. So Right. And then – we used to have a bunker you could hit it out of, but it's not uh it is no longer there. But as far as me, I'm usually running all the tournaments I play in, especially at our place. So I don't really get the luxury of practicing before I play. And that's that's no excuse, it's just the truth. And I don't practice like I should just because if I'm at work, I want to go home and see my kids. I so, gotcha. Um but if I ever, you know, if I ever have a little time um, sometimes me and Jim Bob will take turns in the shop and one of us go warm up. The other one will go after he gets back, but I like to hit about 10 balls, 15 balls, maybe. And then right before we go play, I'll, I'll hit like maybe six or seven or eight putts. And then that's pretty much the extent of mine before I go play, just because for one, I don't have time. And for two, the longer I sit on the range, the worse I get. Okay. For some reason. Now I'll give you my quick, when I am, I have a, a, a basket in disc golf, a disc golf basket at my house. So I practice putting. Obviously, that's one of the biggest in golf and disc golf. The way I kind of do it is I start from 15 feet, and I've got to hit so many of those. I hit five 15-footers, then I back up. I hit 20, or then I hit five 20-footers, back up 25 feet. I hit five of those, 30 feet, hit five of those. And then I'll do it, and then I'll change my stance because, as you all know, you a lot of times when you're in the woods, you have to what we strat like put your foot behind it and straddle out. So then I'll straddle putt, and that's kind of how I do it. Five at each, 
five-foot increments, starting at 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. That's about as far as I'll go back. But that's what, that's what I do as far as putting. Now, as far as I don't have the luxury to just do field work all the time, which would be the equivalent to golf driving range, getting out on the range. There's just not many places where you can do that unless you have a field at my house. And I do have a field, but I would lose disc in that field because it's just a big pasture that's unkept, really. It's only cut two times a year. So when I do, like before a tournament, like you were talking about, I'd definitely putt. And then I would take my putters and I would do standstill just throwing and making sure my form's good. I would pick a spot, maybe pick a tree I wanted to hit out in the field or somewhere and just try to throw those, get that form good. And then as I work through my putters, get to my mid-ranges. And then I would throw my mid-ranges a little harder. And then I would sprinkle a few forehands in there until I got to my distance drivers. And by the time I get to my distance drivers – now, of course, I don't know. I mean, do you do any kind of stretching as far as getting ready? Uh, That's more warm up than practice. But do you- I like to, yeah, I, I like to stretch my back a little bit and then my wrist. Your wrist. I just like take the club and turn it a little bit, just because yeah. I don't want to. I mean, I'm getting old. I don't want to pull nothing. Yeah, so. but it's hard to hit a golf ball and not be loose. Yeah. Now, for me, I, I have like a disc, and I know the listeners can't see this, but imagine I'm holding the disc like like a steering wheel. Okay, and I bring the disc to the, my face, and I put that disc, I keep holding it with both hands, and I just bring it around my face, lifting my arms, and it just really kind of gets my um, joints and the rotator cuff and all that kind of activated, and then I'll do some – I stretch my legs because I use a lot of legs in my throw and stuff, and if I don't, I'll be cramping up. I mean, I really Eat will. a banana. Yep. You won't cramp. Yeah, and it's bad. But anyway, that's kind of mine. Now, y'all don't really care about ours. I found this article on Hank Haney talking about Tiger, just what his practice routine is. That's nuts. Now, this isn't super detailed, but I do think it gives some pretty good insight, okay? Hank Haney said he doesn't sleep much, referring to Tiger. He sleeps maybe four to five hours a night, which to me I feel like could be counterproductive. I know some people are different. But for me, if I don't have that sleep, I mean, I feel like for me to function, I can do five hours like one day, but then I need at least probably six or seven or I'm going to be I'm gonna be very groggy and it's just going to ruin your day. But Tiger, I mean, he's Tiger for a reason, four to five hours a day. He's up early and then he goes to – uh, he goes to the gym. He's at the gym from 6 to 6.30 every morning. Probably not doing, you know, bodybuilding, but muscle exercises that relate and translate directly to golfing. After that, Hank Haney said he'd meet him around 8, 8.30. They'd have breakfast, and then they'd be on the practice tee at 8.45 or 9. Um, he said they would do short game first, pitch shots, and then they'd go to full swing, hit a full swing on the driving range. So he would do – he would progress through his short – his pitches, all that, then get to his full swing. Then after all that would be done, they would go play nine holes. So think about that. Tiger's – Tiger slept five hours. He's in the gym, 6 o'clock, 6.30, probably takes a shower, meets for breakfast at 8.45. He's on, he, he, he practices on the range for a while. Then he goes plays nine holes – so he goes play nine holes, then goes and eats lunch, and then he goes back to the driving range to hit balls and then go play nine more holes after that. That's a pretty intense. And then after that, go work on putting, and after that, more on his short game. 
So think about that. That's why it's the best ever. That's why it's the best ever. I, I guarantee you there's others doing that. I'll, 6 to 6.30 in the gym, breakfast, does a little bit of time on the driving range, plays nine holes, eat lunch, goes back to the driving range, plays nine holes, and then putts and short game. I mean, that's a – I don't have it in front of me, but um, Phil's the same. Phil Mickelson's the same way. And, you know, say what you want about him. He went to live, whatever. He's he's one of the greatest of all time. Right. Um, and he would have won a whole lot more if it wouldn't have been for Tiger. Anyway, he um he's worked on his body a lot lately, like in the past probably ten years. He used to be kind of chubby and then he uh he really started working on his, his body, his physique, I guess yeah. is what you'd call it. But if you've never watched if you're a golfer out there and you've never watched Phil Mickelson Secret of the Short Game, you need to look it up. It's about an hour and a half but dude, it is some of the best stuff you ever see. So on there, he's it's obviously short game. So it's not drivers, it's nothing like that. It's it's chipping and putting. And Phil is known for being one of the best chippers ever. Besides Sevy, he's probably number one or number two. They I, I can't pick either because I didn't see Sevy play that much. But um Phil would he would get ten balls. Uh, there's one putting routine. He's got ten balls and they're he takes a 60-degree or a 56-degree wedge and marks them three feet out because that's how long his wedge is. Right. And he puts 10 balls around the hole. So he'll step up and he'll make one, and he'll go all the way around that circle. He'll make all 10 before he stops. If he misses, he has to go all the way back to the first. So once he does that, then he then he takes it out two club lengths to six feet, and he puts 10 around, and he has to make all those before he stops. And then he works on his lag putting from 30 feet, 40 feet, and 50 feet to try to get it inside that three-foot circle, which, you know, that the whole point of that drill is is if you get really good from three feet and you can lag it to three feet, you're trying to get it to where you know you can make the next one. And then he has a bunker drill where he, you know, he has to get a certain amount of bunker shots inside that three-foot circle. Right. And his, his record was like almost 100 in a row, which is nuts. Right. But that's now, stuff like that that makes them the best ever right now and i think one of the most important things about practice especially if you're like me and you and we don't have time to really do yeah. it so when we do you want to optimize it right you want to get the yeah. most out you of definitely it. want to do something that will help. yeah and so it does no good if i just go out there and i grab putters and i just putt from this spot I, there's got to be routine yeah. practice with a purpose practice with a purpose there's got to be routine here's what i want to do take take just two minutes to give your plan I'm going to make five putts, like I do, five putts there, five putts there, five putts there, and then move back after, you know, every one. And then I think that just really helps because you kind of get in a mindset like you have a purpose. Have you ever – now, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a time on the range, some kind of practice session, you feel like you got it figured out, and then you go to the course and it just is not working? It's all mental. It's just mental, right? I know – I mean – People are range pros, man, and I'm a good I'm a good range player. I don't miss it on the range. And then you get out there, and it's 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 all a mental game. You start thinking of stuff that you would never think about on the range. First of all, and my problem, most of my problem, I think, is is when I'm on the range, I don't really now I don't say I won't say I don't pick a target, but I'm not really concerned about where it goes as much. And maybe that's yeah, that's probably a fault that I have. But yeah, that nobody's important. scared to miss it on the range. No, so I they free you. swing it, and they don't care. But now, I last like last night I was aiming at that pole, right? And I was I was 
hitting it pretty well. But, you know, I don't do that all the time. Sometimes I just do it to get loose. But if I was really going to practice, yeah, you need to practice with a purpose because you don't want to waste your time. Right. And I would love, once again, you know, if you're a listener and you have something, an interesting technique or way of practicing that you do, um, like I said, especially if you're a dad and you, you don't have time to really do it, what limited time you have, what do you do? What do you do? Golf or disc golf, either one. Let me give you Let me give you this. I don't know. I don't really exactly know who this is, but this is one of the PGA Tour pros on his off week. So if they're not playing and, you know, they're not spending time with family and they're just practicing, this is uh, an example of one of – I don't know whose it is again, schedule. So on Monday – They'll hit 200 putts from three to eight feet. On Tuesday, you hit 300 chips in the rough and 100 chips in the fringe, varying distances and holes and all that. Um, Day three, which is Wednesday, they would hit 100 balls at the range from short irons and work their way up to the driver, work on the shaping of the shot. And then day four, they would hit 30 range balls, 100 putts and 100 chips. Friday, they take the day off. Saturday, 200 putts, 150 chips, 100 bunker shots and pitches and 30 to 50 range balls. And then on seventh day, they would spend all day on lag putting, building speed control from the far away. So that's why the guys on tour are so good. Right. That, they live and breathe it. Just right. kind of like Greg was talking about when he was in here. He, uh, you know, before he got to the major leagues, he wasn't throwing all the time. He wasn't throwing the weighted ball. He wasn't stretching as much and all that. But when he got there, that's, I mean, that made him better, obviously. Obviously. And one of the things I think I think that, you know, makes you better, like Greg said, is you have to love it. Oh, yeah. Because sure. you think about Tiger's routine. If you don't love that man, then you are going to get burnt out quick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, let me ask you this, though. Do you have any funny stories associated with practice? Like, just – and I got one that's – I don't know if it's funny, but it's just kind of ironic because I was sitting there. Yeah, you go ahead. I'll think. And we shotgun start the majority of tournaments I do. Okay, so there's this one hole, and I always hate, I don't know about you, but I always hate when I get on a hole that's very technical to start out. Yeah, I would rather have something where I could throw it a long ways and not really have to worry about where it goes. But I start out on a very short hole, but a super technical hole. And up till the time it is to start, you can throw it and go get your disc and come back as much as you want to. Until it's time to start. So I'm get I'm I've got my putters and I'm telling you, I've got me and the other guys and we're all throwing and I am absolutely killing it. I am hitting the gap every time. I'm throwing the shot perfect. And I'm not kidding when I say I'm under the basket to ten feet every time. Four or five. And they're like and they're even making comments like, Man, you shouldn't be playing in this division. You're hitting that, you know, you're hitting it and they're like, You shouldn't be playing in this. you're whatever. And I'm like Bro, I'm just got this whole dialed. I practice the whole. Well, come tournament time, the buzzer or the horn goes off. I'm the second one up, I think. I throw it, hit the first stinking tree, (laughs) and I think I go into the water. First thing. And that just goes to show you, practice does make perfect, I guess, or good practice makes better, might be the better way of saying that. But it's a mental game. At the end of the day, it's still golf, whether it's golf or disc golf, and you still have to somehow get them pieces together in your mind where you're 
uh, practice obviously is a good thing. It's what makes you, but you got to get to the point where it's more than just that. Yeah, because the first five or six you threw didn't matter. No, they don't matter a thing. Care. And then when it matters, it's when I you I know it's kind of like whenever you whenever you're playing. I'm going to relate this to golf because I don't play disc golf, but and it, it may be the same in disc golf. If you're out there, and this ain't practice, but if you're out there and you got, you know, say you got a seven footer for par, and you're up there and you're reading it and you're grinding over it, blah blah blah. And then you hit it and you miss it. Yeah. But if you would have had the same putt for bogey or double bogey, you'd have probably just walked up there and smacked it and knocked it in. Right. It's all it's all the mental part of it. So here's my question. Is there a way to practice and put the mental pressure on? No. N- no in the sense that not there's nothing that can be exactly like the tournament or exactly like making I mean, You could the, put pressure on yourself but, in your but, mind. So so here's here's where I wanted to bring that to. Do you ever tell yourself, and sometimes when I do practice, when I putt, it's after the kids have gone to bed, okay? And I tell myself, until I hit four in a row, I'm not going into the house. Oh, I do that, yeah. Now, tell me, that fourth putt, you made the first three, and that fourth one, it gets a little yeah, more. but you can't let yourself out of it. you got to do you it. you got to do it. you got to do it. And I think there's some things that you can do. Any funny stories you got or any? I don't I don't think so. But to What about the one time you practice swung? Try to throw the club. What? We were in the back. Oh my goodness! That wasn't practicing. That it was wasn't me. practice. But you got to tell a story now. We was at where we grew up at mom's house, and me and Charlie. I don't even know what we were doing. It was me, you, Aaron, and James Googe was there. That was weird. It was. It was. But shout out to James if you're listening. So, and we were in the back. And my mom's house is like. It's at least probably like 35, 40 feet high from the back, wouldn't you say? Yeah, because you're at the basement. So it's, it would be three stories at that part because yeah. at the bottom, at the back. So I'm down there. I guess we're hitting golf balls. I'm not real it's, sure. It's nighttime. So maybe we were. We just had a golf club out. We always had some kind of dangerous but I, golf club. You know, I just swung as hard as I could and let go of the club. And you said, no, no, before you said – let me see how far I can throw. Oh, that's that. right. That's what you said. I remember. You said that. I want to swing as hard as I can and let go and see how far it goes. Well, I let go of it. Well, I swung as hard as I could and let go, and I let go a little late and hit a little hook out in the left, and the club left my hand, and it was hooking, and it went right into Mom's house, almost busted the window. It was two inches from the window, and it hit on the, the house. staircase. It hit, and, and it, it was, was so, so loud. And so. Deb Bellini, Aaron and Anthony's mom, is the best woman in the world. But she is particular about some stuff. Yeah. And she puts a lot of time in work in the house. So, our, I mean, obviously, she she ta- and you know she just don't let stuff go by. So, we were scared to death. <laughs> and so, we started thinking of excuses. Mom, you wouldn't believe the eagle yeah. just flew into the house. It was uh, <laughs> We was coming up with something real quick. Because we were not going to. It which, sounded like a shotgun. It did. It hit the it house so hard. <laughs> And we just ran away, I think. Man, that was a good time. That was a really good time. And we didn't do that no more. No, that was the last time we decided we were going to throw golf clubs. Because when you try to throw them hard, you, you incidentally hook them into a house. So don't do that. Well, that's about it for the discussion topic, man. A lot there on practice. How the pros do it, how we do it. It's interesting to me, the similarities in golf and disc golf. You have to practice putting. Like, there, there's a similarity Golf, you're spending time on the green. Disc golf, you're spending time in your putting stance. Your putting stance is very different than anything else. Then you spend time on the driving range. That would be the same thing as field work. Now, we're trying out different 
disc where y'all might be practicing different shot shapes and different irons and clubs like that. So a lot of similarities there. But let's go ahead and move on to the next topic of discussion. We're talking about tournament talk. Now, I don't think much has been going on in golf, but... Well, there was a tournament. There was? Tom Kim won. Okay. Which is the 20-year-old that won to get in the FedEx Cup at the end of the year. Okay. shot like 61 at Sedgefield or wherever he shot it to make it. But he won. So... That's so I didn't watch it, but I know he won. So, okay, what well, you got? So it was I a, haven't watched no disc golf in a minute. Haven't watched any disc golf. I haven't watched any. Drew, Drew Price would have been sorry. All Drew, shout out Drew, love you, bub. No, well, so actually, it is a exciting time because we just finished two hours from here the PDGA. Um, excuse me, the USDGC Championship. Oh, i seen Sarah Cunningham posted some stuff about. Yes, our girl Sarah, she did not cash, but I think she finished 25 out of 40-something. Now, it's a big deal because her it's technically called the Throw Pink Championship for the women, but it's the same course there at Winthrop University. But she made it, and she finished, and she played with the FPO. She could have played – I don't know if they had age-protected divisions there. I don't think so, but she, she played with them and held her own. She definitely held her own, so shout-out to Sarah. But the – the men's, um, Katrina Allen won for the ladies. The men's was intense. It was, Do I need to watch it? Yeah, I would definitely watch it because through three rounds, Rick – or for, through two rounds, Rick was leading. Rick Ricky Wysocki? Yeah, and, he, and then Nicholas Antila, who is a Finnish young guy, Rick blows up on the third round, man. I felt so bad. Like, I played his worst round I've ever seen him play. One of his worst rounds. So, you have these guys towards the top. Nicholas Antila, um, Paul McBeth, he was finished up, and Gannon Burr and Calvin Heimberg. Those are the lead card. Well, they're playing. Um, they're playing, and it gets down to it. Paul McBeth falls off. Calvin Heimberg falls off. Nicholas Antila, which is 20 from Finnish, from Finland, and Gannon Burr, who's, listen, 17 years old, American. 17 years old, get in a deadlock battle. Through 15 holes, Nicholas Antila leads by one. And on hole 16, and on hole 16, Gannon Burr hits a like a 50-foot putt to put him up. No, to tie it. Next hole, hole 17, Gannon Burr hits another 55-foot putt. Which is a incredible. It's a death putt. If he misses the putt, he's out of bounds, and now he's having to take like a bogey. So he nails it. Nicholas Antila is a little bit closer. He misses. So hole eighteen, Gannon Burr. They both par. Gannon Burr, seventeen year old, becomes the youngest USDGC championship ever. Seventeen, not even out of high school yet. He couldn't go to the European Open because he had school. I mean, and he won that. He won it. Now he's about six foot four, six foot five, skinny, lanky thing, but can absolutely yeet a disc, as the kids say today. <laughs> <laughs> nice but it was, word. it was, it was an intent. And that I course, was intense. I was listening. Yeah, I was that, over here. That course is it's an intense course. It sets up for drama, and you need to watch it. USDGC, go check it out. It was intense, but that leads us to this weekend, which is the Pro Tour. Disc Golf Championships, all year on the Pro Tour, they gain points. Well, you have to be in the top so many to even get to come. Number one is Ricky Wysocki, so he gets a bye. Number two is Paul McBeth. I think he gets a bye, too, and it's head-to-head. 
they play head to head. Like match play. Yeah, match play. And whoever wins gets to move on to the next round. Really? Bracket play. And then listen, the winner wins thirty thousand dollars, which is the biggest purse in disc golf. Really? Yep. Wow. As far as, That's not that much. Well, it is ridiculous. Uh, it might be fifty. Hold on. I, I don't know if I can look that up right now, but it's it's the most but you, guess where it takes place? Charlotte, North Carolina. You going? Uh, I'll be at the golf trip. Where else I would go? I might could go Sunday between church, though. It, it might be worth it, but I don't know what time they'll play. But it's head-to-head at a crazy hard course. So that's definitely uh, definitely something to be um, looking out for. So anything going on in golf that you know of? No, I just told you a minute ago. But that's all I know. Okay. But you had you had DJ B. Will at the edge of his seat telling that story. Well, I'm glad. I mean, he was about to punch something. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I think uh, Tom Kim won. That's all I know. I didn't watch it. So I was at the member guest covered up with golf. So um, other than that, where's Aaron? I have no idea where Aaron is. Aaron, you're trash. Why are you not here right now? Okay. Well, enough with Aaron. Give him let, he had to work I think today and whatever. Well, he would say the same thing if I wasn't here. He absolutely would. Let's go ahead and get ready and I believe it's one of our favorite times, but let's get ready for game time. Game time. All right, so I have found now. Let's just go ahead and say. Yep. The last game time I got demolished. Well, it's just you. it's just you, so it's not. Maybe really. I can win. So I have on here. This is this website's. I don't know how you would say it. This website has some celebrity golfers that are considered some of the best. What, so the what I want you to do is come up with what, however many, excuse me, let me reset that. I want you to list who you think's on there. So these are celebrities. Okay. There's five on here. And let me see if you can, how many you can get on here. Marty okay. Fish. No, he's not on there. What? He's not on this list. He's pretty good. This is. The top five best celebrities golf players in 2020. Sorry. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is not on this. What? What kind of list do you have? I don't know, but that, it's just what it's – now, Tony Romo was on a lot of lists, but he's not on this one. Well, that's that's a dumb list. Yep. Got any more guests? Both of them should be on there. Tony Romo and on, are on a lot of them, but they're not on this list. Hold on. I'll do between these two lists, okay? So I'll take Tony Romo. Marty Fish. Is and Marty Fish, yes. I was about to say. They're both, they're both on there. Um, Bill Murray's not any good. Bill Murray was nine on the list. Really? Yes. He's old now, though. Yep. Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is two on this list. Steph Curry. Steph Curry is not on this list. That's dumb. He played in the PGA well, he might. He might be. Steph Curry's really good. Um, There's one, the number one on this, I don't know if it's true or not, but the number one on this, I don't know if you know, because I don't know if you know celebrity golfers, but it's interesting. You know who he is, and he is a athlete, 
that no longer plays in the sport he – I'll give you – he played baseball. Chipper. No, close. Andrew Jones. No. You are in the right ballpark. Tom Glavin. So close. Uh, Not Tom Glavin. Who else could it be? The same rotation. I just went mind blank now. You know this guy. You're going to be so mad if I t- – especially now that you've said Tom Glavin. Um, oh, my goodness, Anthony. Same pitching rotation. He stayed with the Braves longer than any I know. other. And went back to I him. I can't think of it. Mm. Greg Maddox. Nope. Did he even play for the Braves? You're correct. You're, <laughs> you're dumb. He pit, He pitched in the MLB from 1988 to 2009. Um, the majority was with the Braves. Give me his initials because I'm mom. Oh, you'll get it. JS. <laughs> Do you know Brad? Be willing. John Smoltz. It's God. John Smoltz. I knew John Smoltz. How was, did you not know I John I can't, Smoltz? I can't think. But John Smoltz, is, he is good. He was, I've seen him on we TV. When we were kids, he was the guy. I've seen him on TV playing golf. He is yeah. good. So, um, How about Alfonso Ribeiro? I think I – no, he's I've not only on seen, I'm only naming people that I've seen. Okay, here's another guy on the list, and I'll give you a hint till you get him. I, I could give you one. They call him the great one. I don't know that. Hockey. Oh, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. I was going to say Wayne Gretzky. Okay, this guy right here, I, I don't know. But if I tell you what other sport, I'll say this. It's a water sport that he's in. Michael Phelps. No, Michael Phelps was first on the other list, though. What? Yes, I swear. A water sport. So, water polo? Nope. I don't know no other water sport. He has a video game. Oh, Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater. <laughs> Kelly Slater. Did you ever play Kelly Slater? No. Oh, that's funny. And the last a- one on this list, he's an actor and a musician, pop culture icon is what they say. There is Rutger. Nope. Hmm. I think you know this guy. I'm trying to think of where you would know him. Um, Toby Keith. Nope. Justin Timberlake. Ah, I didn't know that. It Justin is, Timberlake's pretty good. Yeah, okay. So that was that list, whether you agree with it or not. Well, Marty Fish should be on it. Who is Marty Fish? I think he plays tennis, but he's – He's good. Yeah, he's, he's a good golfer. Good. He's okay. always in the lead of um, one of those celebrity tournaments, the AT&T. Yep. One more thing. You know the course you went and played, North Cove. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what they're going to be doing next year? Right. Hosting a tournament for the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Really? Yes. Right here, the 2023 schedule came out, and I will I will give this and we'll let you go. First is the Las Vegas Challenge. Then they have the Waco Charity Open, Austin Open, Texas States, Music City Open in Nashville, and then they have the Blue Ridge Championship in North Cove. In so Mar- Wasaki's coming. Well, here's the thing. It's a silver series, but – a lot of these guys will come, and it's and it's right there near – it's in between Nashville and where the Champions Cup's played. So you can kind of make that drive if you want to. It's not too far out of the way. So I would imagine we'd get a few. But it is in our home course of North Cove, in North Cove here in Marion, North Carolina. And I'm That's super pretty pumped. cool. It's very cool. I'm, I'm super pumped about it. So what are we going to – before we go. Yep. We're going to talk about your partner this weekend. My partner? Yeah, on the golf trip. Aaron? Yeah. What about him? Did we already talk about that? Yeah, we did. We said he's a loser. No, we didn't talk about him being your partner, though. Oh, no. Let me just be honest with you. He's not a loser, number one. Number two, I am beyond pumped 
that he is my partner. Yeah. Not just for this week, for the first round. I got the preacher. You got Brother Tony? I do. Brother T- he'd be good to have on your team. Whoa. So that means y'all are on the same team. Well, it's all individual. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, we're not playing teams of teams. Well, we'll let you know. Because we've only got 11. Here's what I want you to do. Comment who you think will win. Me, Aaron, or Anthony. Now, let me just go ahead and say, I get to always play with someone better than me. They'll normally have to play with someone who's... The preacher just beats you, and I'll beat Aaron. Okay, we'll see. Is that who we play against first? I don't know. But that would be fun, though. It's all individual, so the best score wins. Yeah, but we play 2v2. No, no Well, not really. Yeah, but the first round is me and Aaron, Captain Choice, against you and the preacher, Captain Choice. Yeah, but we're still playing against everybody I else. I get it, but who do you – I think me and Aaron can beat you in the preacher. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know, because here's the thing. Aaron and Anthony are similar. I would give Anthony the edge. I don't but know. me and the preacher have not played in forever. It depends on what it, day it is. It just depends – for us, it depends on the day. It depends on what day it is for Y'all me and Aaron, Y'all two are going to be consistently fine, but, like, the rest of us, it'll be – It'll depend on the day. Hey, if I put on a striped show like I did last night, y'all are in trouble. I'm going to put on a vertically striped shirt <laughs> and hope that helps me. Anyway, I guess that's it. You got anything else, Anthony? No, I'm going to get some food. I'm hungry. All right, man. Well, until next time, whether it's swinging a club or throwing a disc, go play some golf. We're out.